Hey guys, we're back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Ahmed. And today is more of an informal uh, podcast episode. We have a few of our boys from college. We'll have uh, Mustafa Zaidi, uh, Max Katechek. Do you know how to say Max's full first name, John? Maximilian. Maximilian. Dude, that's such a fresh Max name. Max A. Million Katechek. And then uh, Mike Gazelski. So, yeah, I think this is Max's first time, but it's Moose's and Mike's second time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're just going to we, – we're going to talk about, like, books, social media, um, and just random things. We'll, I guess we'll see where the conversation goes. But, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, we just chop it up. We go into multiple different things. We cover some – slightly deep topics or what we think are deep but probably aren't so probably deep. not that deep but and then yeah yeah i think a little bit of financial stuff maybe yeah of course we gotta sprinkle some of that in but yeah, i think you guys will like this one yeah me too i think we should get into it peace Moose, just say what you just said again. Uh, I said I was. I'm trying to read more, but like I also don't want to. Like when I was a kid, I would like burn through books, and like that's why I think I stopped reading because I probably started burning out. So like I'm trying to pace myself with the reading. Like I'll tell myself like, ah, yo, I'm a, I'm gonna read like a chapter or two chapters and put it down and pick it back up. But then there the re it's like the reason I used to do that is because when I if I stop doing something I'll forget about it and then I don't pick it back up like I read two chapters of a book last week and like it's literally sitting on my coffee table where I sit out and I like I can't pick it back up because it's a thing I started and didn't finish but I but like in my mind I started and finished it so like I really gotta like force myself no, I probably yeah, have like undiagnosed okay. ADHD don't we all I would say, like, you got to really, like, stay consistent with reading books. Because, like, I've been reading the same books. I mean, I've read, read books in between, but I read the same book since, like, 2017. Because I'd read, like, three four chapters, not pick it up for, like, a year for whatever reason. And then by the time I pick it back up again, I have no – I don't remember anything. I don't remember what I read about. So I have to start from the beginning again. And me and books just don't mesh well. But we should. Yeah. Books are good I for you. Dude, I don't think I've – I've never read a book when I – haven't been required to read it like i've never read for pleasure i think i've probably read read books to learn like specific things it's not like novels or anything but i've never read like fiction for not something that wasn't school related no i used used to to read hella fiction i used to read a lot like in middle school early high school like all the hunger games books some the uh what's the guy what's the guy that wrote um I didn't read he that book, but the one, the no, the girl with the, the dragon tattoo. Thief. Oh no, that is definitely not it. I did read Lightning Thief. That, sh- that shit was fire. <laughs> They're making a show on Disney Plus. I heard. Yeah, it's gonna be. Wait, school. what's co- turning into a show? Percy Jackson. Really? Yeah. Wait, can you remind me of the plot? Because I remember, I remember the, like the th- like the themes and stuff. But I don't remember what happened. Greek Jesus, pretty much. Poseidon is the dude's like the main character's dad. I just remember at one point they went to Vegas and they ate some kind of funky flower. 
I think it was called the Lotus. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a week with a throttle, like two or three hours, and that's all, all, all I remember. Medusa was pretty bad in the movie too. I'm not not even gonna lie. Um, no doubt, so no doubt. We were, we were talking. We were talking about reading. Uh, do you guys want to talk about? Because uh, I I know I mentioned this earlier. I want to know about everyone's feeds. Like, what do you Feet? see? Yes, feeds, feeds on social media. Like, what's your Instagram yeah, yeah. explore page? Like, are your TikTok for you? Oh no, I was I was oh. talking about feet actually. Oh no, feet, <laughs> <laughs> feet sniffers, clan and uh, brawl stars. Yeah, shout out, bro. Sorry. This definitely gonna be a this definitely gonna be a heavily edited audio feed. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll be working my magic. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, actually, recently, a couple weeks ago, I pretty much besides TikTok, I deleted like all my like I deleted Facebook, I deleted Instagram, really Snapchat. I realized like I wasn't using them for anything beneficial, and then like. You know that whole idea where it's like the stuff you see on like everyone obviously everybody knows it implicitly it's like the stuff you see on social media like isn't real life it's like the best version of their a person really that they're trying to like portray. Yeah, and like yeah. I know that implicitly but like still when I interact with that content like it makes me feel it like kind of makes me feel bad and also like I didn't use it for anything. I was kind of just like you i was kind of just like going through the motions with it so i was like i'm gonna get rid of these i got rid of reddit too because i realized i was spending so much time on it i got rid of all those and i was like try to focus on real shit like that's what like that's how i was able to start reading more books i got rid of that like extraneous like instant gratification media absorption my feed is pretty much like it's very different on each different like app so like TikTok, I rarely use. I'll go on TikTok maybe like for three days in a row, then I won't touch it for like a month. Instagram Same. for me, it's all either just like like friends from college or high school posting whatever they're posting, or just the dumbest memes you can think of. Um, Twitter is, I think, it's so toxic. But I try. To, I just really use Twitter mainly for like hockey news, or that's pretty much it. And Facebook but. is where you kind of have to be like. Very PG cuts all the family and all the your friends' parents are on or your coworkers. So you got just I mean, yeah. Facebook. That, that's Facebook is accessible, dude. I if, use, you, if you go deep enough, <laughs> I use so so much YouTube. Like I I actually hold on, I'm gonna check my uh, my screen time, dude. YouTube is crazy because like YouTube Shorts is a thing, but I find YouTube Shorts to consistently be like the shittiest quality of short. Yeah, I mean, it's content. the worst one. Yeah, is that like, like is that like TikTok on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Whenever I go on to watch stuff, I always get lost just scrolling through that, and then I realize like two minutes later, I'm like, wait, how the sh- fuck did I get here? Yeah, my YouTube Shorts are the most like I, I don't know how the algorithm figures things out. I don't even think there is an algorithm for Shorts. It's the same thing with YouTube ads. It's like these hyper hyper like Christian conservative <laughs> things, and like that's also the polar opposite of my youtube feed uh which is like somewhat like political stuff and then just star wars and then i i'll open an ad like talking about like i don't know something endorsing bernie sanders right and the ad before it is like did you know the democrats are trying to make christianity illegal join this foundation so I don't know how ads work, but that's all of my YouTube shorts. I can't use YouTube shorts. It's just Jordan Peterson. I mean, did that's you guys it. see there was an there was an article that came out recently, and it had to do, it was with the Amazon algorithm, and there was uh, 
you know, you can buy stuff obviously to like help help you kill yourself, like uh, like chemicals and shit that you can mix and whatever. Or obviously, oh, so where are you going with this, bro? No, I'm God. Nah, I'm going to a real place. There was an article <laughs> I read recently where Amazon's algorithm, because people say like, oh, algorithms are, you know, they're they're not inherently evil or whatever. They're just algorithms, and they don't need safeguards. But like, on with Amazon's algorithm, like people, like suicidal people would like buy obviously the same stuff to try to do the deed or whatever. And other people who were looking at the same things would get suggested the same kind of ancillary items. And it was like, like there was a correlation between that and like actual, like people successfully committing suicide or successfully self-harming with those things. And it was an article about like, you know, algorithms on their own, like they still need safeguards because a computer on its own, even though it's not inherently malicious, uh, like, uh, like maliciousness somehow can become like a positive trending point for that. It was like a couple years ago. I remember when I think Microsoft released that AI and within 12 hours, like people on Twitter made it like extremely racist. Like you need safeguards for computers because you, you can trick a, a computer, which has no concept of morality into associating a positive. It's associating what we would consider negative things as like a thing. positive direction to go in. You could program it to do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is, isn't there like, there has to be bias with any code because it's coded by humans, right? I think, I think, I don't know where I've heard that. I think it was in some implicit bias training. I remember hearing something like that. So weirdly, that's actually like, that is an interest. like that's the opposite that I've heard, but that's also an interesting concept because I feel like it's definitely, depending on the complexity and like what you're coding, like that could definitely also be true. Um, so that's, would that also depend on the person that's coding it too? Like if they have different personalities? Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's the whole point. It's kind of like a measurement principle. Like you can only measure something as like precise as the instruments that can measure it. And then like you have that measurement bias, like you can never have the actual answers. It's like, if you're trying to code something, you can only code something in a way that you can understand. The computer's not going to pick it up and go from there. Like someone has to type it in. Yeah. So coding is just like sig figs then. <laughs> coding is kind of though, like for people who understand coding enough, coding is very similar, like handwriting or speech patterns where like though, like the way you code, the way you talk is obviously into is, it's not indicative of the person you are, but it is unique to you. The way like maybe write is unique to you and it can be used like handwriting analysis is frequently used in like criminology. It's not the, and it's not the only thing cause it's not like a hard science, but like you can associate like handwriting with a person, obviously. Yeah. And the same thing you can associate like speech patterns and mannerisms with a person like with coding, you can do the same thing. So there obviously is a person like your, you as a person, even with code, which is like, quote unquote like like free of you could call it like free of emotion free of people but like it's something written by humans so i think you're exactly right where like obviously there can be some kind of bias introduced by that because if you can identify if you can use characteristics of code of really any of anything but in this case code to trace back to a person that means in some form like there's a unique aspect of them that is present in that code yeah, that's true. You know, I I was just I was just going along with the 
like the fact that you know how computers have to make decisions right with with in terms of machine learning like decisions need to be made based on like how you train the data set so depending on like what the the like the code developer thinks is like the right answer that will affect the way that the algorithm then responds or something so basically you'd have the bias go all the way from the person through the code to what you see in front of you. Exactly. I think, and John, you're probably the only person who can speak to this really accurately, but I think even with like machine learning stuff and like neural networks, you have to like seed a certain amount of like right and wrong data or something, right? Like at least give it parameters where like it knows X is failing and Y is succeeding and therefore, oh, yeah, like, you train the network, so you give it a bunch of data to condition it. So, like, the, by you the, setting the, those the, conditions, the yeah, you essentially you influence how what it perceives as right and wrong. Well, no, you usually uh, give well, all yeah, of the clearly, data so as an obviously input. The person. I'm saying you give it all all of the data as an oh, input okay. and let it just go through and cycle through the data over and over and over again because it will condition itself based on the nature of how you set up the network. Yeah, so like the nature of how you set up the network influences the outcomes to a degree, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, so then each per like each per like you could have probably two people setting up the same like the quote unquote same neural network for the same outcomes, but end up with two different things based on the way they kind of set the initials, so to well, speak. Ju- well, it's just that in a network and a machine learning algorithm, it, there's like a feedback mechanism that once you take the data in, you process it, you look at the results and then use the results against all of the the data that you've already processed, compare it and make slight changes to the way that you're processing the data. Mm-hmm. So it's like self-conditioning to, you know. Gotcha. Dude, all that all that stuff is like I I've seen like really. I don't even really know that much. That's all I know. I went to I, no. I obviously I took a yeah, no, class, but it's like it's a difficult concept unless you've actually done something with it and implemented it. There was a there was a YouTuber I watched a couple years ago. I watched a couple of videos. Like it was kind of the same thing over and over again. But um, he was doing like really really simple like. I don't know if it was machine learning or neural networks or whatever. Like I couldn't tell you, but he was like, I remember one of the videos I remember distinctly was he was trying to teach a computer how to play uh, a very simple, like 2d racing game. And like, he gave it like the, the kind of, you call it like, the player was a, like a pixel and he put stuff around it and he would draw a track and he taught the computer that like going off, like going off track was a failure and staying on track was a success. And then like the faster you complete the track, uh, was like a better outcome and like you saw like he would like fast track like 10 like 10 million iterations and you saw over time like initially the computer would make op- the completely random movements but like understanding that going off track was a failure and go and keeping on track was a success it would eventually be beca- it would eventually basically do like a racing line on what you drew and it was yeah. really yeah. it was really cool to watch because like he wasn't like changing the code he was just running the same code in iterations and it was doing what you said where it takes in the results and like reprocesses them to figure out what to do. That's yo, that's actually, I feel like we learned something similar to that in, uh, in our senior year we took, remember that coding class we took most where 
we were learning about um, how to code in like finding the shortest path to something and like all the conditions you'd have to put in. So I feel like something like that, it's just a really good use and probably way more complicated than what we were doing in school. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Dude, I wish like looking back on things and like hindsight's 2020, I wish I paid more attention in classes like that or college in general. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody, uh, I was talking to one of my friends here recently and you know how, as you grow older, you, you know, like when you were a kid, your parents and like adults always told you like, oh, like enjoy, like you would say like, oh, I want to grow up so fast. And parents would like, anybody who's older would say like, oh no, like, trust me, you don't want that. Like enjoy your youth. And you'd always be like, nah, like that's crap. Basically it's, it's crazy. Cause like, as you do get older, you, you understand what they were saying. But you, it's impossible to convey that to younger people, and for various reasons. Like younger minds are less, um, less developed. They maybe can't take that in. But I think at its core, it comes down to you can't really convey experiences in words. Like you, you can't do it with a hundred percent accuracy. So there's just this perpetual kind of the perpetual human experience is even though implicitly you know like the people older than you. Like across the board, they've experienced what you're going through. There's also that disconnect of like those people are at this stage and I'm at this stage. Like I can do things differently and like I have my experiences as different than theirs because theirs are in retrospect and I'm living my life now. But then it's just this like endless cycle. Like we're we're, you know, mid twenties, whatever, and we're we're obviously getting older and like we know people that are younger and like eventually like eventually most some or most of us have, will have kids and like trying to convey that idea like we'll have gone through everything they went through but you literally no matter what you cannot convey in words the fact that you know and that you've had the same experiences because also at the core people want to be individual so they think my experiences are individual there's no overlap with other people's so just because you had this experience doesn't mean i will and it's it's crazy i literally have this going on with my dad like right now like all the time in my life He's trying to tell me how to do something. And I'm like, bro, it ain't the 90s anymore. I'm going to do it my way. And I, I feel like that'll it, it's a cycle that will never end. Yeah. I mean, who like it comes down to the fact that you can't convey experience. Because experiences are lit. There's so much input with literally experiencing something. And language is inherently limited. So you can't really expect people to fully you can't expect people to communicate effect uh, experience effectively it's impossible and you can't and convert and like relatedly you can't expect the person to understand what you're trying to convey like even in the act of telling someone something there's the filter of like how they understand what you're saying on top of the filter of trying to turn like what is essentially infinite inputs of an experience into just the language you know which is super super carved down try to convey ideas damn you know i i just realized we started this conversation talking about like what books who are currently reading and stuff somehow you're talking about like some like hella significant existential shit it got deep really quickly <laughs> yeah. it kind of though like, even that though like ties back to books if you know. think about it like books are do, do try to convey an experience 
in 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 written language and that's also why i think like you know when we were kids you always make those jokes like sometimes the curtains are just blue like yeah sometimes the curtains are just blue and the writer's not depressed but it's the same idea where like in the written language like you can try to convey in one thing because of the way people like you can't convey experiences in written language but people can experience the written language so that it becomes the words you read how you interpret it filtered through an individual's brain. And that's why there's so many interpretations of any kind of written uh, written media, books, poems. You can never really know what a person was trying to convey. I mean, there's 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 been so there's all the time. It's like, oh, like you literally have the artist say, or the writer, or the person who's the person who made the thing say, like, this is what I meant. And everyone else is like no, like you're wrong because the majority of people interpret it in a completely different way. And I feel like that is probably a huge factor in why I prefer like watching either shows or YouTube videos over reading. Like for me, it's more entertaining to like watch someone experience something than uh read about someone experiencing something i feel like also if you watch a video you can like you compared to like reading a book you can tell like emotion you can tell like the tone of the person speaking reading a book especially there's dialogue it's a lot of times it's kind of hard to see where the character or the person's coming from or like what they mean by a certain thing but when you watch a video like you can see everything funny because it's all visual too yeah you can also process a lot more like experience exactly going with moose's idea of like the idea of media is to get experiences that you're not personally having. Um, I can watch a lot of YouTube videos in the time it would take me to read like a chapter of game of Thrones. And that would be enough, you know, if it's relating it to people's life experiences, even TikTok, TikTok's a minute, right? You can watch probably like a hundred TikToks in time. Yeah, I think TikTok gave all the, like everyone gave ADHD. Cause like you're I getting think something just, new every like few seconds. Yeah. I mean, coupled with like Instagram, everything else. Like it just, it's crazy. I think and it just showed everyone that they have ADHD. It like made it blatant to the people that have it. Could be. I think over I like- time in the technology era, which like started in the nineties and continues like, you know, like that iPad kid joke, like more and more just over time, everyone is becoming like that. Like media, like the, think about like back, like older content. Like we used to be able to watch like 15, 30 minute YouTube videos and consume long movies. And like, just, if you think about how time has passed, Vine was six seconds, Twitter's 140 characters or less. TikTok is like super quick scroll. Keep getting, you just, there's so much, much information as you can. Exactly. Putting as much information as you can in the smallest amount of time possible. My my brother actually got diagnosed with ADHD pretty recently. Really? Yeah. I mean, he he. I feel like he wanted to get diagnosed just because he felt like he couldn't focus and. Uh, he wanted to he, justify it. Yeah. So he. I think he he met with a doctor online too, which is pretty cool. Technology and shit. I feel like with like the iPad kid and like people getting like more and more people have like ADHD and like autism and stuff. A lot of it just kind of has to do with how like general like society just looks at people acting maybe abnormally. And like, you know, newer trends are kids are growing up with the internet and with like 
electronics and uh, social media and things like that. They get a lot more instant gratification. Um, and people just like need to categorize it. And with increasing rates, like, that's just how people are now. You know, I wonder like, if there are like studies done on like. Out. I'm sorry to interrupt you. How's that you were done? <laughs> I was gonna say, no, I wonder no, if there are like no, studies no. done on like um, the amount of like instant gratification that like little kids get nowadays, and like the impact on like the the developing brain. Because we didn't really have that growing up. We had just played outside or whatever. I sound I sound like a boomer saying that, but like it's true. They don't know the long term effects of kids constantly seeing something new every single second on a screen like ten inches away from their face. I think that's something that'd be something that really, that's like really interesting to like read about. Yeah, I think I mean, another it relates to that marshmallow test. I don't know if anybody knows it. Oh uh, yeah, so, I mean, go ahead yeah, and explain like if like people thing. are listening or yeah, will be listening. So, uh, I, I forget where it was from, but they took all these like little kids. They were like four year olds or whatever they were, and they gave them a marshmallow and they told them if you can not eat this marshmallow for like 10 minutes or whatever time thing was, we'll give you another marshmallow. And it was something like a 50, 50 split of like 50% of the kids just grabbed the marshmallow and ate it. The other 50% would wait for the second marshmallow, or maybe it was less. I think it was even less weighted. Um, so maybe it was like 75, 25. Um, but then you know, this is a really old study. Um, when they followed up with all the, uh, I'll call them research subjects, because I guess that would be the technical term. <laughs> um, all these kids, when they were older, uh, the kids that waited and got the second marshmallow all went to like Ivy League schools and had these really like prestigious jobs. Um, most of them had longer educations, so they had masters or, you know, they went to like med school or something like that. Um, and a lot of the students or kids that ate the marshmallow initially were in like lower paying jobs, um, typically had less education status. So the idea was that, you know, delayed gratification in childhood, um, and the ability to understand that typically leads to a more structured regimen when you're older and, uh, committing, like investing in yourself in this situation where you could have a better outcome later on. And it's just, I mean, it's about marshmallows, so it sounds dumb, but then it, it <laughs> had some real world uh, impacts. That's that's the first time I've heard the fact that they followed up with those kids, which I think is an exceptionally important part of that, st- like, I don't want to say story, part of that research, because um, it shows longer term trends, but it's, I'm, I can't believe it's the first time I've heard that. It's like one of those things, you know, how like, uh, you know how recently they'll be like oh like this saying like that's not the whole saying like the one that sticks in my mind the most is do you all know that saying like the uh oh shit what the hell is it the water of the womb you're such a man of sayings bro <laughs> uh, it'll it. come back to me yeah I, I actually got that at work recently i said i was i was late coming in so i emailed someone i was like oh i ran into a spot of this is i feel like this isn't even uncommon i said i ran into a spot of car trouble I'll be a couple minutes late joining. <laughs> and I got on the call. They're like, what does that mean? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean you got in a spot of car trouble? Like, did you hit like a particular spot that was icy? And I was like, oh, no, like a spot of car trouble just means like a little bit. Or, um, and they were Minor like, oh, shit. They were like, oh, like I've never heard of that. Um, and I was like, and I've, I've grown into the role. I've grown into more like 
I used to be a lot like, oh, like, you don't know this, but, like, now I've kind of, I've tempered a lot in, like, my temper and my, like, kind of, he- like, heat of the moment-ness, if, less, if you will. New York. You're less New York. <laughs> Dude, I mean, honestly, yeah. 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 It's these conversations of, like, talking to you guys from back home. Like, tomorrow I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be straight up wilding at work. Like, th- this is my recharge all the time. Every time I talk to you guys in, like, a long form, I go back in. They're like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm like, bro, I had that <laughs> recharge. Like, you, bro? I got that Yankee cap, Tim's uh, Tim's untied, boot cuts. You know what it is? It's because you, you stop playing Warzone, bro. I haven't heard your voice through my headset in, like, a year. You used to play that <laughs> shit every single day, and... I feel like that contributed you know, honestly, to your honestly, honestly, Warzone <laughs> will always remind me of the beginning of COVID. Like those were those days were honestly like kind of fun. I feel like you guys played so much Warzone. Oh my god, dude! Mo- I mean, so mo- did, but you guys took it to a different level. Like especially with Ramadan too, you guys just play that shit all day, bro. We're, we For can't eat, so we gotta play. We gotta <laughs> yeah. do something. Bro. I played that shit like straight up twelve hours a day. I remember like at the end of the pandemic, I had fourteen weeks of playtime. The next person on my friends is like, f- not fourteen weeks. I'm sorry, fourteen days. And the next person on my friends is had like five. Like I've been, <laughs> I've wi- like people have wildly surpassed me at this point. Obviously, um. Dude, how fun were those? I remember, like, getting our first dubs, too? Because that game was in the beginning. We didn't win for, like, weeks, if not months. Dude, and we bro, I, I was, so, I was Moose, so shit when we were at the playing, game. I, was, I got better towards towards the end, but my, one of my favorite dubs, when me and Moose were playing, and we just hopped into a trios match by accident, and we got matched up with this rando. And this little kid, it was a little kid, like, middle school, maybe high school, whatever. He's like, hey, guys, I've never gotten a win before. And the moves like, bro, I got you. And then we ended up pulling out the dub out of nowhere. And Dude, that is a core memory for me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was fucking awesome. We were like, oh, yo, we got you. And we we finessed that match. And we ca- but <laughs> and we carried him. You remember the end though? He's like, oh, yo, can I get your Snapchats? And we were like, ah. <laughs> yeah, we, got that. <laughs> we got you the W, bro. We ain't giving you all that. All the way you won. <laughs> Asking for a lot there. Like, it's like, I don't use Snapchat. Social media, never heard of it. I still write my, I still write my communications with a quill pen on, on fucking parchment paper. I pressed myself. Bro, just add me on MySpace, bro. <laughs> Post my wall. Oh my I god. I lost so many brain cells playing yeah. Warzone on a nightly basis for like over a year. With Vinoth every night, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Playing with Vinoth was the best. <laughs> that was the funniest yeah, that'll that'll do some damage. Especially oh, my God. Term. It'd be like a Tuesday night. Vinoth would be like, hold on. I, my little Caesars is here. Oh, my God. He's like slamming a loco on like a yeah. Tuesday night. And we're just playing Warzone. And... All of us are like scattered because no one knows what's going on and making horrible, horrible jokes and somehow winning like a decent amount of the time. Well, I think the best part of playing Warzone with the boys was just also because, like, I mean, yeah, playing the game is fun, but I think that was the just, most, that was the most, thing too, just, that was the most we've talked to each other since we graduated. Exactly. And that's like half the reason why I enjoy playing. 
Exactly. It was great. Like I didn't after a while too. Like especially when I moved here, I didn't even care about winning. Whatever. It was nice to get on and just talk to you guys because like we'd be talking about whatever. Like obviously when it was we were in like he, like hard moments of the game. And we were like in a firefight. Was hell in downtown. Like that's a one communication. But besides <laughs> round, just shooting the shit. It was it was fun. Oh, it was fun or then, like, my fan blowing right into my mic in my house. like, 150 <laughs> degrees. Oh, my God, dude. Bro, that shit was so loud. <laughs> it doesn't get that. I don't know what it was about that first summer. Like, it never gets that hot in my crib anymore. I don't know why. It's weird. I'm moving, though, too, at the end of August. I'm moving in. My, my, one of my boys here bought a house. Like, straight up bought a crib. And uh, I've been helping him. I've been helping him like demo the basement because it needs work. Like the foundations, like the foundation is cinder blocks, and the exterior walls in the basement, you can they're like cracked or bowing. So like the foundation needs to be supported, and like it's fun shit. Like I've been out there. We've been like tearing down walls and shit, and like hauling out wood. It's been a it's been a fun time, and then I'm moving in there when my lease is up here, and then we have work to do upstairs too. Because it's a three bedroom, but like, dude, two of the bedrooms are the size of like a New York apartment. Like that's how small. Like they're fucking tiny. Yeah. yeah. So we're knocking the, those. They're next to each other, so we're gonna knock a wall out in between and make them into one bedroom. I like it. I like it. But then also sacrifice one a part of the second bedroom to make the bathroom bigger because the bathroom is pretty small, and that'll be like the new master. And the house is old as fuck too. Like, like some of that, like some of the workmanship on that, and like, like for example, like there's like a billion nail. There was like a billion nails on some of the stuff downstairs, and you know, like, and you know, like back in the day, like nails were basically free, and like there's like straight up like, like two by fours are expensive as fuck. Like lumber is expensive as shit, and he was building like cabinets out of like nice lumber. There's like there's cabinets and stuff like built into the walls. It's like, bro, this dude was just having the time of his life. Because the guy who built that house built all three houses in that, in that like, there's three houses right next to each other. He built all of them. Um, the guy who built these three cribs, like, really, obviously, didn't, he didn't think long-term. Like, he was like, oh, I'm going to sell these places. Because, like, for example, my friend's house is heated by a wood stove on his neighbor's property, which heats both houses, which he obviously oh, isn't, is not a fan of. Yeah, what? like, what is that? A wood stove? Yeah, wait, in his neighbor's it's house, the Midwest. So his neighbor's house it, it, has a wood it, stove on it, it and the heating. Didn't it feel like negative forty in Wisconsin, like last week. No, no, no. The wood stove works. Don't don't get okay, me wrong. Okay, the wood okay. stove works really well. Burning wood produces a lot of fucking heat, but it's just like one of those things, like. The wood stove is on his neighbors, and like they're cool. Like I like my my friend Ryan. He's planning to get his. He's planning to like cut that off and like get like because there's natural gas that runs to the house. He's planning like natural gas heating, but mm-hmm. like at at currently like there's a wood stove on his neighbor's property, and there's like ducting that runs to both his neighbor's house and his house, um, and his garage, and that was that's what heats the place. The house is built crazy too, because like there's a detached six car garage, and the main electrical actually goes right to the garage and then tees off to the house instead of like going to the house oh, and teeing damn. off to the garage. It's not a twelve car garage. Damn. Nah, I mean there's a lift in the garage, and there's also a lift outside. 
Damn, you're really gonna shut him up real quick. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice. We're gonna pull up like we're planning a. I'm actually getting like they they're giving us what I'm they so at like sta- at our staff meeting at the end of last year they told us we're getting a this is actual terminology from my job we're getting a bonus bonus and it's split up into two payments one in March and one in like May and it's it was very very clear attention bonus because we've been like bleeding employees but it was fucking massive so like Congrats. I'm. Congrats. Yeah, it's lit. Like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna finally get out of the Avalon and get like a nicer car. But also, like I'm not selling the Avalon. Like me and Ryan and like cut the top off and like do random shit with it and like probably cut the back off and then just like drive it around, do like nose dives and shit on it and like fucking spin it around like his acre of property just for fun. So like the Avalon's yeah, dying. Those pictures of like the people like who like they pretty much uh, like cut a car in half. And, like, one side would be, like, I don't know, like, some kind of station wagon. The other side would be, like, a limo or something. You should buy some other beater <laughs> and do the same thing. We were thinking about, so I'm not even joking. We were thinking about, like, getting another beater and cutting the front of my car, like, cutting the back of my car off and cutting the back of the other front wheel drive off and then, like, welding them together and having, like, two sides of the car and then, like, you driving one direction is drive, and then you put it in neutral, and someone puts it in drive on the other side, and then it goes or some shit. Because if you have two front wheel drives cars, and you cut off the back, and you like sort of weld them, like it's all it's all the shit to drive the cars in the front. So you could do that, and like it'd be fuck, and like both, and like both wheels with steering, so you'd have four wheel steering and double drive, double reverse, whatever. We just gonna do whatever, bro. <laughs> That fire. It sounds kind of lit, though. It should be fun. Well, I guess that's a later thing. I think I'm supposed to get my first half of the bonus. Uh with my with my paycheck in March. What like, are you trying to buy? Like, what new car are you trying to get? I don't know. Like, I want to get like I tell myself I want like a 2010 plus, but then like the car dealership, like the used car dealership in our house, got like a O2 Honda Civic Coupe manual, and I'm like. Bro, that shit look is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that was phrased in the most moose way imaginable, too. <laughs> I like, that was spicy. Uh, blazing. It's silver, you know. It's like that classic, like dull silver Honda. It's a coupe. Yeah. It's it's a coupe, a like not a coupe hatchback. It was a coupe hatchback. I would have already bought it. Like fuck the bonus, fuck money. I would have taken out a loan to buy a coupe hatchback manual from O2. Dude, I need to race out a smart car. <laughs> <laughs> Put some like oh, twenty-six man. inch wheels on it. Well, that should be real wild. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Hey boys. boys. I think. Uh, I think we've covered it all. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, all right, John, you wanna you wanna yeah. take us out? I've been pretty quiet. Um, you know where to find us? Black Box Podcast, No A in the Black on Instagram and Twitter, but on TikTok there is an A in the Black. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, boys, for coming on. Moose Thanks for having us. and Max. We will see you next time. You mean the day trading TikTok I follow? <laughs> what? Pete.